Welcome to the Clinical Research Podcast, bringing you the latest developments in research explained by our world-leading clinicians, academics and scientists based in Nottingham. One of the problems of treating gastrointestinal conditions is that it's hard to predict exactly how things dissolve in our guts. The food industry would dearly like to know more and so would our gastrointestinal researchers because if we know how things fall apart in our colons we can make drugs for conditions like Crohn's disease far more effective. But even with the latest imaging techniques like the ones that we specialise in using in Nottingham it's difficult to see what's going on inside someone and for patients it can be uncomfortable. So that's why we've designed a mechanical colon made by colleagues in Birmingham. Dr. Luca Marciani, Professor in Gastrointestinal Imaging at the NIHR Nottingham Biomedical Research Centre, told me about the project. The problem we're trying to solve is that um, the bench model for the pharmaceutical industry where they study the solution of drugs and tablets and the computer simulations that go with this uh, knowledge do not have too much information about what really happens in the black box in the human gut. And our speciality is to image things in the gut, motion, function, gastric emptying, transit, uh, foods, beverages, tablets. So you can see the synergy here to use our uh, imaging methods to help understanding the environment in which drugs are actually dissolving. And all this extra knowledge would improve the computer modeling and the knowledge of how to design tablets so that they disintegrate at the right time inside the gut and they will deliver the drug where it's needed. This is particularly a big problem for delayed delivery when things need to be delivered to the colon, for example, um, Crohn's disease. And uh, we, are, we are specialists in this, in this field. And over the years, we are building up a reputation and a knowledge which is unique into looking with medical imaging methods inside the physiological and pathophysiological uh, environment of the gut in collaboration with pharmacists and uh, scientists that design tablets. And th th this is very valuable. We had um, an FDA grant some time ago. We are, um, in the last few years, we probably generated 300, 350,000 pounds in studentships to study various aspects of this problem. And in the last few years, we produced about 12 publications in the area studying, um, for example, the fluid environment on the gut, how much water there is. A tablet needs water to be able to dissolve. And the, we learned that the gut is not full of water. There are little pockets here and there. So the tablets need to have water around it. We can study transit. So we're very good at looking at how, how long it takes for things to go through the gut. And we are now developing methods to look at the dissolution of the proper tablet. So, so can, can we actually, this is the scientific question, can we actually look inside the body and see a tablet falling apart and follow what happens to it? So the, the, this is absolutely gold for the people that simulate drug dissolution or study how to make, how to make tablets. We have a student here, funded by the University of Nottingham, by the Imaging Beacon, uh, his name is Sarah. And we're working on developing a, a delayed delivery capsule that, that, that would, uh, would go to the colon and we can image where it goes. We just got a paper accepted from, from, from her work uh, yesterday, I think. And um, we, we then study um, bench models of the gut. Um, we worked in the past with the people in Norwich to look at the stomach gut model. And now colleagues in Birmingham have developed a plastic model of the colon that, that you can computer control, it moves so you can do different flows and different motility patterns. And they come up here with, 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 um, 
with that model, we put it in the magnet, and we play the diff different gut patterns and different motions and different fluids, different thickness. And the idea is to build the knowledge on the bench on what happens with different material and different types of things. So you, you wouldn't be able to do repetitively in a, in a poor person. You wouldn't even be able to see it. So if we can make the in vitro models more in vivo relevant so that the information is credible, that it reflects what happens actually in a person, then that will help drug, um, drug products. You know, it's not the drug active, it's the drug, drug product, the tablet, the, the, the capsule development so that we will have better drug products, drug tablets for better treatments for the patients. How did the project sort of get together? Did you, did you go to Birmingham? Did, you, did they come to you? Did you just know what each other was doing? We are part of a European bandwagon called ANGAP, where all the specialist biopharmacists are, are working in this area. Nottingham is part, is part of it. And so through this knowledge, and then the marriage was obvious because we image things that they want to see, and they have an automated color model that we don't have. So this is how scientific collaboration all of a sudden becomes obvious that we should really do this. And in effect, the publication has started coming out. We just got one accepted um, with them, where we look at flow patterns, and we look at what happens inside the color model, and we try to relate it to our images that we got in vivo, so that we, we can do an in vivo, in vitro relevance of this model. If I was a patient with Crohn's disease, what would the, how would you explain what the benefits might be to me? How's it going to help? The benefits for patients are that at the moment when you take a tablet, we're not quite sure where it goes and where it dissolves. Um, when, when you look at drug absorption uh, profiles in people, they're very, very variable. And people tended to blame the drugs and the drug products. And we understand now that gastrointestinal physiology is one of the big determinants of how long it takes and how well something dissolves in your gut. So knowing better the time that it takes for, for a tablet for Crohn's to go to the region, which is got legion, and so it needs the drug topically, topically delivered there, would improve the efficacy of treatments. We're not changing the drug, we're not talking about the, the, the specific drug, we're talking about the vehicle that brings the drug to the place where you want it. When you eat paracetamol, the paracetamol dissolves immediately in the stomach because you want an immediate release. While certain drugs, like the ones from Crohn's, some of the ones from Crohn's, they need to get to the colon first without being ruined by the stomach environment. So they need to be resistant. It's difficult to calibrate the resistance of the capsule to the upper part of the gut so that they fall apart very nicely in the, the bottom part. And this is where we can help uh, giving a bit more information to the people that design capsules, how long it takes, where does it break, as he actually delivered the payload where, where he wanted it. What was it specifically that we could bring in MRI terms to this? We have uh, two and a half decades of experience in imaging gastrointestinal motion, transit and flow and all these parameters and, and very good knowledge of health and different disease states on how to do it. And we often go beyond what is available on the manufacturer's machines. We, we tamper with the imaging to, to look at things that, that other people don't look at. And that this is this how re imaging research develops, and then eventually they get, they get picked up by, by, by the industry. So it's the skills, the knowledge, and our array of armory of, that, that we can throw at it to look at what happens inside without disturbing the gut, without preparing it, without sticking tubes, without giving laxatives, as it is. 
What was there a specific technique that they brought to bear on this? Uh, we, we were particularly interested in flow, so you can sensitize your images to look at how fast things move in a fluid, so you can build these really nice velocity profiles, and that is very important because then it determines the shear, it determines how things fall apart, tablets for example. Um, the, the other thing which is interesting in this is that the food industry has got exactly the same problems because there is a black box where you put the food and then the nutrients eventually appear in your metabolism. What happens to food and drinks when you drink them? So the same things that we're talking about now for drugs, we tend to do with foods and devices to see what, what they do and where they go. Do you think that's something that the food industry is going to pick up on? They, they are certainly interesting, interested and there are uh, more and more groups that are starting reaching out to the imaging to look at performance of foods, claims of foods doing something to your metabolism and the, the regulatory industry wants, wants evidence of something is good for you or does this or does that. And an imaging is a very visual, very simple way of showing to someone that that's what he's doing it. I guess, and finally, where is, what's the sort of next step down this road of research? What, what comes next? We need, we need to escalate a little bit the things that we're doing with the, with the column model and then apply it to simulation. We already started a piece of work with colleagues in Birmingham, again, doing um, digital models of the stomach and of the colon. So we use the boundaries and the information on how things move in vivo for real, how they move more badly with disease, and feeding this to computer modeling and artificial intelligence so that we can simulate the environment. And once you have a model with a relevant, in vivo relevant, simulated environment, then you can play hundreds of experiments without having to put hundreds of patients through it before you actually find the right solution and then you go and test it in patients. So this, this is where it's going. Brilliant. Great. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. There are links in the show notes for more information on clinical research in Nottingham. And the website is nottinghambrc.nihr.ac.uk. Our email and social media links are there too. If you want to stay up to date with the Clinical Research Podcast, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google, wherever you normally get your podcasts. The more shows are rated and reviewed, the more search engines like them and the easier it is for people to find us. So if you can subscribe and rate and review us, you'll be doing it for science, not just for our egos.